it's a good episode of You Killed It when I get Sheldon laughing before we're even recording. I'm John Shidley Hill. I was just trying to be professional and do a countdown to start the show, you know, like professional shows do. That's all. <laughs> to which I said, come on, Sheldon. It's This is episode 276? 77. 77. And that's maybe the first time you've tried to do a countdown. <laughs> it's, that ship has sailed, Sheldon. This is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. This is true. The Middle challenge East? battle for a new champion. Oh, don't call it Season that. 39, Sheldon, episode 17. We are too Let's deep go. into this season for you to not acknowledge that they're losers. Listen, I refuse to call Nerese a loser. Okay, now that I can sign off on. Refuse. I this <laughs> is this is maybe my favorite episode just because I like people getting their just desserts. Yeah. This was I I've got to say something here cuz this is interesting to me how normally challenge seasons you know, it's hype at the beginning and then it kind of slows down as we get to the final. This has been the complete opposite. Like business has picked up late. The last couple episodes have been incredible. This whole thing where you lose a daily, you go home is an incredible twist. Like Norris is beasting. Everything is just great. The house is buzzing right off the bat, waiting to see who's coming back into the house. I want to know what they really thought was going to happen. Like who they were, you know, like what did they think was going to happen? I guess that's the way I should phrase it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, part of the problem is, and you're going to, you're going to take on bridge with this, but I'm coming for Michelle hard this episode. There's Jay and Michelle are so fake. <laughs> wow. So fake all the time. Okay. So you can say, I wonder who they're rooting for. It doesn't matter because they were going to put on a performance regardless of who came back in the house. Mm-hmm. Narice, you know, stomps up. Good for her. Yep. And Michelle is screaming and excited. Michelle, you were part of Narice going in. You were not just a part. You were one of the two critical parts that made it happen. Correct. Jay is also there to hug her and say, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? It's like, I was disgusted by both of them. I was just like, come (laughs) on, get out of here. But Norris with an early line of the episode for me, at least Mm -hmm. tells them that she's eliminated both of them by herself. They're stunned at this. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not a written rap because she actually stumbles over the line, but she goes, fuck all of you guys. Every single one of you. Yeah. yeah yeah that is the energy that is the energy and then i love olivia you know upset crying and she goes i want to hug her and i want to apologize so bad but i don't even want to breathe around her right now <laughs> i was like yes that is the correct energy give me all the narice vibes that she came back into the house with because it was so incredible right just even the way that she's saying i'm not telling you guys anything about the final right i was like i love this energy right and you're right that i wrote that down too is my line of the episode which how often does that happen before like the opening credits roll <laughs> right 
the opening animation as i don't even know if it's rolled as of yet and yeah oh yeah and fuck all you guys so good so good um i have a question for you though because mm-hmm. it's been a week since we've talked about this, but has anyone been able to come up with a reason why Olivia did that or why Jay had to put Nerys in? No, not that I've seen. I mean, I, I have seen that Olivia has apologized a lot extensively. She apologized again on the official challenge podcast. Oh, like she regrets it for sure. Um, okay. I think, I, I know I said this on the last episode of You Killed It, I really think that what this amounts to is Olivia got way in her head. She overthought it. She was scared. I just don't think she was like in a good place mentally. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, we saw all season. She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Harassu has my back when there was no evidence that he did not have her back. Yeah. And then she sort of came around. But then like, and, and again, I said it last week, but she got saved. There was literally nothing to stop her from saying Narisa's name. And also, like, she was so worried about Horacio not having her back because Horacio had Narisa's back, who's her friend. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how does that even make sense? Like, think about it. If Horacio has Narisa's back and Narisa's your best friend in the house, why would he not also have your back? That literally makes no sense. But that was her her logic. And on the flip side, Back to you being disgusted with Jay, the Jay Mariah celebration when they go back into the bedroom and they close the door and then they start doing some like happy dance. I was actually quite disgusted by that. It just felt slimy. It did. And it goes to show how two faced Jay is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like he, on the one hand, is trying to be like, oh, you know, Narice never really had my back. And he's literally dancing <laughs> after doing what he did. Like, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah. So Narice and Olivia talk. Olivia says she was in survival mode. Narice doesn't trust anyone in the house, nor should, she, nor should she, to be honest. I think Olivia does a terrible job of saying sorry. But in, the re- in reality, though, like, what can she actually say? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing she can say. You can't come back from what she did. You just can't. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was a bad apology as well. Mm-hmm. Like the language she used, like, oh, I'm sorry you were put in that position. No, I'm sorry I put you in that position. You know, like there still was like a lack of accountability. Correct. And like, again, I, I hate to be old man John here, but this is something you see in life, right? Like you see mm-hmm. people know that they should apologize, but aren't yet ready to take accountability for their actions and their role and what happened. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what we're seeing. That is Olivia not yet coming to terms with the fact that it's on her and it's on Jay and it is on Michelle. Speaking of whom, <laughs> Berna confronts Michelle because she realized that she's not actually Michelle's number one, which is like, kind of funny because it should have been obvious all along correct and i i've said this before of berna but like i think she's a good person like i don't think she would be such a problem in real life mm-hmm. 
but I don't think she's cut out for this business, Sheldon. Like sometimes you just see like a real person, like a person who is a real person on the challenge, and you're just like, oh no, this is this is a place for crazy people, <laughs> and like you're not cut out for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how did Berna not know this already? Though that's a part that I don't get. Right. Like, and I don't even know if Michelle was Berna's number one either. Right. Like, I don't know. This whole thing has just been weird because I would have assumed that Manuel was Berna's number one. But I don't know. Um, she says she doesn't really like, but in within this, she also says she doesn't really like how Michelle made her best friend choose. Right. Or yeah. made Norris choose, or Maurice and Olivia, just what Michelle orchestrated between Norris and Olivia. Berna didn't really like and it's like okay interesting interesting because it made me like understand Berna and like appreciate Berna let's say well this is my point Berna is correct like mm -hmm. what Michelle did to her alleged friend Norris is a shitty thing in real life and also very unnecessary so unnecessary but like if you saw something like that happen at school at work at a party where like that is not the kind of person you want to be friends with. Like Bern is a hundred percent correct. It's just all's fair and love war in the challenge. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and again, like I do not like Michelle, but like Berna is applying real life logic to not real life. Yeah. So speaking of real life logic, Norris again, making the most sense of anyone in the house. Says to Olivia and Michelle, now is the time to make it an all-girls final. Olivia and Michelle seem to be that they're in it. But as I was watching this scene, I'm thinking, this makes the most sense. And so, of course, it's not what's going to happen. <laughs> because that's just not what this household has been about during the entire season. And so, of course, if the move is to go for an all-women's final... They're going to figure out a way to mess it up. And we head into the last daily challenge. I need to hold on. I need to talk about this all woman's final just for a second. Okay. Okay. This was big T and DJ Mel's plan. Correct. Way back when literally four months ago, Sheldon, it's a great call by you. This was their plan. Mm -hmm. And what happened? They were immediately thrown under the bus by other women. Correct. Including Narice. Mm -hmm. Now, I like Narice. I'm a fan of Narice. But come on. Like, this is why DJ Mel and Big T were the original targets for like the first six, seven episodes of the season. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, this is what I always wanted. No, what? What are you <laughs> talking about? What? Yeah. What? So the daily competition is drumroll. And it's real simple. They all just have to stand on a giant drum and start running on it and hold on to the rope. The first five people that fall off are put into the loser's bracket. Mm -hmm. And the five that stay on are put on the winner's bracket. The winner from the winner's bracket wins the whole thing. Yep. And the first person off from the loser's bracket is eliminated. Yeah. This, like, again, the stakes of it just makes the whole show so much better because I feel as if, like, 
at a certain level, it's, it adds so much more pressure to the whole operation. Because if you're someone who, there's strategy to this, right? And there's two different ways you could go about it. It's one, maintaining your balance and just trying to run with it and maintaining your grip. Or you just try to use your strength in your arms by holding onto the rope and just hope that someone else falls before you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll get there. But okay, for the first start though, right? Olivia falls first. What did you think about like the fact that it went to the winner's bracket and loser's bracket? Because how bad would it have been just like the first person to fall period <laughs> right like imagine that the first person to fall period it's like all right see ya you're gone you know what i think it was more fair to do the brackets just because and i'm not saying this is why olivia fell but with all 10 of them on there they were like bumping against each other mm -hmm. and like i don't think that's really fair okay like it's okay. not like i think this was the cleaner way all right so the the loser bracket ends up being Olivia, Michelle, Colleen, Mariah, and Emmanuel. And then in the winner's bracket, it's Corey, James, Norris, Jay, and Berna. So they go with the winner's bracket first to see who's yeah. going to win said challenge. And this is where we talk about the different strategies to this whole thing. Because Berna somehow is managing to balance on this, and she's just running. Well, hold Jay on. and Corey are hanging on. Hold on. Somehow, this is, she points this out, this is Berna's literal job. She is a circus performer. Uh, Keeping her balance on things fair. is what she does at a professional level. And, you know, like, I mean, as soon as she, like, reminded us of that, that I have in my notes, the obvious thing to do is look at what Berna's do it, doing and try to emulate it. And, like, to her credit, what she does her footwork is incredible. Like she's taking like little tiny steps. She's leaning back a little bit on the rope, but then like she'll move forward. So she's like engaging different parts of her body. Like she, yeah, no wonder she won. Like yeah. she put on a masterclass. I mean, it helps that they chose uh, a challenge that is right in her wheelhouse. But like, I, I mean, she did an incredible job. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, for Berna's sake, like, I would have thought that other people would have watched and tried to emulate what she did. And that's not quite what happened really. Also too, if I was someone who had Berna's body type, I would definitely have been trying to copy because if you look at Corey and you look at Jay, who are both just trying to hang on to the rope, they both fell. Right. So like those are pretty strong dudes. So if they can't hold up their own weight, for long enough for someone else to fall before them, chances are it's going to be hard for you to do. And that is my lead up to the loser's bracket. Now, okay. Now, our listeners, not mm -hmm. the people on YouTube, the, the people who are just listening and their, you know, car stereo, headphones, however they choose to consume their podcasts. I got to paint a word picture for you right now. I'm grinning. I look like the Cheshire cat. I am happy. I am excited about this moment. Sheldon can't help but notice you're not smiling. Oh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I was more so rattled by 
how the winner's bracket went because it was between Berna and James. And so I was trying to figure out like, wait, which would be better for the all women alliance? And so when you realize, okay, Berna wins, she's probably going to pick Michelle first. But then I realized, oh, wait, Michelle could lose. Like that's, this is my real time thoughts while watching the episode. So again, the loser bracket, you just have to hold on for longer than someone else, right? One other person, that's all you need. So your strategy should just be that. And I think Michelle thought, that, okay, I'm just going to hold on to the rope and just hope that someone else falls before me. That might be one of the worst strategies I've ever seen. Yeah. And also, here's what's notable. Berna and Michelle are supposed to be really good friends. Mm-hmm. How has Michelle not been like, hey, Berna, how did you just do that? Well, Berna was trying to help her, right? Berna was trying to yell to Michelle, stand up, stand up. She's trying to tell her, like, go back up on your feet. Berna's yelling. And I don't know if Michelle can't hear, but Berna clearly was trying to help Michelle. And Michelle just, I don't know, wasn't hearing it. Olivia was trying to run. And Olivia lasted longer than I thought that she would have, to be honest. But end of the day, Michelle's gone. And her season... If I'm being very honest, it was not a good season at all. To me, I think like the highlight of it obviously was beating Kara and that's cool. You know, like that's a big moment for her. And I'm sure that'll be the moment that ends up in her flashback every time they need to show a flashback of Michelle's challenge career. But I got to say this, the game, like the game changed so much that the loser goes home, but the drama has been amazing and it has been the equalizer in the house, right? Cause Michelle, as James says, has been one of the L jefes of the house, which I found that pretty hilarious because you're the L jefe based off of what it's not winning challenges. It's not actually doing anything. And I think the reality of, okay, now you actually had to like do something. You get exposed. And that's just what happened to Michelle. Because it's not that she's a bad competitor. It's just like when the stakes were on the line here and you had to perform, she couldn't do it. And it's that to me, like, that's a pathetic way to go out. And you can't be deemed one of the like top people in the house and then get eliminated because you came in last in a daily challenge. Like when you think of the other like top challenge competitors, sorry, I know I'm going on a little thing, no. here, but I feel like this is what you wanted here. Me to discuss Michelle. But I yep. feel like when you talk about some of the other like top competitors in the challenge, right? Put in this position where basically if you just don't lose, you win. Like that is the ultimate goal. We've seen the challenge for long enough that Johnny Bananas, who maybe he's unfair to bring up in this scenario, but like, do you know what I mean? If you've been on the show for long enough and you know that all you need to do, especially when you have the numbers on the, on your side, the only thing you need to do is just not lose. And then you lose. That's pathetic. That's like LVP status, to be honest. Yeah. But also, I mean, you said Michelle's had a bad season. She has. And like, this is part of the problem with Michelle and Jay's way of operating. 
they made their lives so much harder because it, Michelle especially tried to be in an alliance with everyone in the house. It's come back to haunt her, right? Like mm -hmm. if they just like kept it neat and tidy to like the Fantastic Four model, or yep. like, but they made it way too complicated. Jay has really lost it because he's paranoid and just expects everyone to vote exactly the way he wants. Mm -hmm. And I think most importantly, how are you going to be on the next season of the challenge? You come back onto the show. Who's going to ally with you? Who's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this, for this Michelle business. And like I've complained about it all season, she kept inserting her into every situation. We even saw it earlier in this episode. Uh, Narice and Olivia are having their like apology conversation and Michelle shows up. Mm -hmm. Like it's she needs a break. Like she needs to go back to like square one and like revisit her whole strategy because like it is not working for her. Well, it's the actual it's. It's a reminder of what the challenge is, right? And you have to be good at so many different elements of the game. And where she thinks that she's mastered the politics game, right? Or like the household game. She hasn't, first off. But secondly, there's still the side of the game where it's like the challenges matter. And you have to figure out, like, again, all you have to do is not come in last. So your whole goal like, is to, first off, not end up in the loser bracket, right? Meaning I just have to beat five other people and then I'm okay. And then even if you went into the winner's bracket and then you fell first because you're just like, all right, cool. I didn't, I didn't lose, but I got the numbers on my side anyways in the house, so I know I'm fine. Cool. That's mm -hmm. the genius way to make this work. But like to end up in the loser bracket and still just like... Oof, just not a good look. Just not a good look. But what also, did you think of people crying. Listen, uh, there are a lot of tears in this season, and I, I can't really say I understand a lot of them. But um, yeah, that's all I'll say there. I don't want to crush them for crying because I don't know what's going on there. But I also well, think that okay. like Jay's tears are like self inflicted. But my thing was that. This also ruined the plan for the all girls final because I felt like Berna was going to pick Michelle first. Yeah. And if that happened, then Michelle should have had the sense to follow through with it. But again, who knows what they're going to do? I thought that Berna was going to pick Manuel with her first move. No, no. So Berna, <laughs> Berna, Berna, Berna. Oh, like we can't skip to. Are you going to talk about her conversation with Jay? Yeah. So I thought the move would be for Berna to run an all-girl final, right? Because if only one person wins, and only one person can win, does she think that she can beat the other guys in the final? That's my question. Now I'm sure that there's a chance, but if we're playing PTI odds makers, I think that Jay and Emmanuel and Corey have a better chance of beating Berna than Colleen does, right? I'm just being a realist about this whole scenario. So if you're figuring this out, the game plan should be trying to sort out the women's, all the women making the final, 
but then whoever you deemed to be the worst competitor male, right? Like if the, if it's like, Hey, I hate Norris so much that I don't even want Norris in the final, which I think is like bad money, a bad money move. But even if that's the case, you got to figure out, well, who's the worst male competitor that I can throw in to replace Norris. But what does Berna do, John? She tells Jay and Emmanuel mm -hmm. about the all-female final plan for no reason. Says that Michelle then, told her about it. Yeah, but then like, but like, why, why to like, why not just see the plan through? Yeah, like why go snitch? Mm -hmm. Like what is at this point, Jay Jay's main power source was Michelle. Why prop him up? Yeah. Right? Out of loyalty to Michelle, who clearly by participating in the all girls final plan was also going to betray Jay. So like it's not even what Michelle wanted. Like it's not out of loyalty to Michelle. And then Berna and Colleen go on to explain to Jay how Narice was exploring the idea of voting against him. She never did vote against him, but exploring the idea. And then we get into just complete revisionist history from Jay and Colleen and Berna, where Jay confronts Norris about it. Or I guess she was going to go talk to him to like sort out like their beef. Mm -hmm. And like Jay confronts Norris with all this information. Norris is like, what are you talking about? It was Colleen's idea, which is true. It was Colleen's idea. Hold on, hold on. Before we get too far ahead, though, can okay. we can we run the tape? Because I don't mean run the tape, but like let's I'll read the exact quote of what happened in which they say Norris was going to because I feel like this is an important detail, right? Mm -hmm. because Colleen tells Jay about the conversation in which they tried to frame it as if Norris wanted to put Jay in, if it was between Jay and Kylan, right? So Jay asks, asks them both, who was she going to vote to put in? Colleen says, you, and then Berna jumps in and says, 1,000%. But then when they run the flashback, and I rewound this like eight times because I wanted to be correct on this and not just come on as if I'm just caping for Norris for no reason. When they run the tape, what she actually says is if it's between Jay and Kylan, I don't know how much I would fight or sorry. If it was between Jay and Kylan, I don't know how much Jay would fight for me. That's it. And then the clip ends. Where in that does she say that she's voting for Jay? And the reason I say this, right? is because who knows what she said after that clip. She could have said, I don't know how much Jay would fight for me, but I will always have his back. And you might think that I'm, again, standing for Norris. But Norris is also the same person who got a call from her brother who explained to her, don't trust Olivia. And what did Norris do? She said, basically, well, you know, if it's between Olivia and whoever else, I don't know if I could trust Olivia, but I can't control what she does. She's my friend, and I'm not going to vote her down. And you know what? She saved Olivia. So is it that far-fetched, John, for me to think that that clip that they played might be taken out of context? Or at least it's not as indicting. It's not an indictment as 
Berna and Colleen are making it out to be because she doesn't actually say that she would put Jay in. She just says, I don't know how much Jay would fight for me. That's it. Which, as we saw, is true. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And also, here's what I think happened. I think Jay got this information from Colleen and Berna and on some level understood this was his opportunity to retro, <coughs> excuse me, retroactively blame Narice for everything that happened between them. This is classic gaslighting behavior. This is classic revisionist history. Interesting. He's just trying to justify what he did. Cause let's not forget he betrayed her first. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is what matters. And you can't say, how dare you talk about betraying me before I betrayed you. When, what did Narice actually do to go against Jay? He, she just did not do exactly what he wanted, which was vote in her friend and boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, that's literally it. And it's not even like it was, it was towards the end of the game. Where there weren't other things to do, right? Like it wasn't like still options. There's a lot of options left in the house, but this is the problem. Like the irony of Jay and Michelle making an alliance with like half the house and valuing that alliance more so than their actual friends is just wild gameplay. Yeah, and then getting mad at their friends for not <laughs> reciprocating their loyalty, their alleged yeah. loyalty. Like, what do you mean you don't want to play with Colleen and Berna and Emmanuel? Why not? <laughs> like, what? So then we get to the selections. Mm-hmm. Berna saves Corey. Corey saves Colleen. Colleen saves Emmanuel. Sheldon, how did we get to a point on this show where those are the four top people who get saved? <sighs> wow. I don't know but it, it just sums up what this whole season has been, right? It's just so confusing. Like, Corey is the first pick? How did that happen? Remember, this season started with Corey being the least trustworthy person, and then now <laughs> they're picking him and trusting him, and it just makes no sense. Like, absolutely none. It makes no sense. Um, and then Emmanuel, after a very annoying speech, saves Jay, mm-hmm. and then Jay saves Mariah over Narice, which is just pettiness. Complete. And that that sets the final. It's Narice, Olivia, and James going to elimination. And so TJ hold points- on, hold on. I, I need someone to explain to me. Why does Jay feel the need that he needs to put Narice in? Like, I still don't understand that. Like, why would he feel the need to save Mariah over Narice, his actual friend, at this stage of the game? Well, you know what, Narice, I think, uh, puts it best. So TJ says, like, wait, what's going on? Jay, like three days ago, you were crying because you put (laughs) Narice in. Now you are purposely putting her in. And Jay doesn't really have a response. So Narice responds and it's like, he's mad because I didn't do exactly what he wanted. Like, this is essentially a tantrum. Mm. And Narice is just spitting facts. Yeah. Yeah. And the other part, too, that I find interesting is obviously in their whole game plan here, they're thinking 
okay, we're going to save Mariah, but we're going to put James in because we think that James should be able to beat Olivia and Narice in whatever the elimination is. Now, mind you, they have no idea what the elimination is. Only so to make that as- Yeah, but to make that assumption that James, because again, if Mariah is a part of your alliance, why wouldn't you also save James? That's what I mean. This gameplay makes no sense at all. But if you you're risking James, who obviously is Mariah's number one, for the sole purpose of thinking that, oh yeah, he should be able to beat Olivia and Norris. It's like, did we not just witness Norris come back from beating Kylan and Horacio? Shouldn't that give you some insight into what the elimination might be? And that, hey, chances are they didn't like Norris didn't beat them in Hall Brawl, right? Yeah. It wasn't Hall Brawl. So there might be some puzzles involved here. I don't know about you, John, but if we were trying to rank James's strengths, would you assume that puzzles would be James's strength? No. And we also know that long distance running is not his strength. Correct. Right? Like he is not a stamina guy, but also, you know who was a stamina guy? Horacio. So if Norris comes back from beating Horacio by process of elimination. We know it's not running. We know it's not strength. No disrespect to Norris, but she was not as strong physically, like in terms of like power Mm -hmm. as either Horacio or Kyland. So yeah, why would you think James is the man for this job? Like none of this makes sense. These are the power brokers in the house making decisions. And then on top of that, they might not even be the dumbest gameplay because that might still go to Olivia who turned on Norris for literally no reason to then end up in the elimination the next week. Like that's incredible. That's incredibly terrible gameplay. You turned on your friend for no reason. You had no reason to. When they put you in a position in which you didn't have to turn on your friend, right? But you still did it anyways. And then you come back around the next week and you can't even count on them to save you after you did the dirty work of throwing your friend in the week before. I'm just so confused by this gameplay. It's like this show would be better if you were able to follow along and understand the gameplay along the way. But I feel like it's just so confusing. Because like, wait, who's friends with who? Who's working with who? Who's trying to get who out? I'm I'm lost here. Completely lost. I, I'll say it before, and I said it at the end of last season. I really hope Michelle and Jay watch this back and be like, oh, we got to change. <laughs> right? Like they got to they got to play Michael Jackson's man in the mirror on loop. You got to cue the montage. They have to like do some self-exploration and like change how they go about things. Cause this is just like so bad. This is also like, I'm entertained by the season, but this is easily the worst gameplay I have seen on any season of the challenge. Not just the ones that you and I have recapped. I mean, every season I've watched maybe 30 seasons of the show this is the worst gameplay. And it's not just like once or twice. It is every week mm-hmm. someone does something incredibly stupid. It is so egregious. It makes no sense to me at all. It's so confusing. And I, I have a question for you, though. Because like mm-hmm. I can't even list who has the worst gameplay because I feel like it's just 
across the board makes no sense. Right? Like I can't even say that Jay's gameplay is worse than Olivia's or that, you know, Mariah for letting them put James in. Like there's just such bad gameplay. Berna picking Corey first. Like none of this makes sense. Like Berna not wanting the like Berna is not the strongest competitor. So now you're deciding who's going to the final essentially. And you're purposefully picking people who you can't beat, who dare I say you have no chance of beating in a final. None yeah. of this makes sense. But yeah, okay, let's get to the elimination. Because I well, can just sorry. go on. There, there's one thing. There's one thing. There's something I need to talk about, though. Let's do it. Before we get to the elimination. James and Mariah are talking before he goes to the elimination. Mm-hmm. Mariah is not going home. She is not in a place to be eliminated from the show. Mm-hmm. Who's packing the bag? Mariah is packing James's bag. Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mariah, I know you like this guy. I know he hurt his hand. He's an adult man. She really likes him, though. I don't care. Go to therapy. Wow. You, you should not be like, unless someone is actually disabled, you should not be packing a grown man's bag for him. Does she think that he did not pack his own bag to come to the show? (laughs) What if she just being nice? Like she just making a nice gesture. Sheldon, there's literally nothing else to do in this house. <laughs> he has nothing to do but pack. It's uh, not like he has to go work so she's doing him a solid. He's literally standing there watching her. <laughs> I was trying to play devil's advocate, but no. you're just right. <laughs> there's, there's, like, Mariah, uh, you deserve better. Maybe he was busy doing confessionals, you know? And she's like, don't worry. I'll take care of the package. He's literally watching her. He's right there. (laughs) People, Uh, we all deserve someone who can pack their own bags for themselves. It's true. The only people who should not be packing their own bags are children. That's it. Uh, That's funny. He's an adult man. I was so upset by that. So I find this to be a funny segue as you explain you talk about how he's a grown man, but watching him try to solve that puzzle in the elimination, one might argue (laughs) that maybe just maybe this might not be the case because we get to this elimination and I'm going to be honest. As soon as they show that it's basically the same styled elimination as the last one, I'm like, Oh, Narice is winning this for sure. James cannot win a puzzle. Like, I wrote this down before it started. James cannot win a puzzle, and I don't think Olivia can either, but she's also not good at the obstacles. So I think Norris wins this easily. And I'm going to pat never myself on the back here. Like, this wasn't in doubt at all. The only good move was that Olivia at least followed Norris to the right, like, to get to the right starting point. Because you do the hardest one first, obviously. I shouldn't say obviously, but, you know, you do the hardest one first. James gets to station one, which is the easy one where you're just looking through a hole and then 
turning the switches on and off. Super easy. Meanwhile, Olivia and Norris go to the slide puzzle. And could this puzzle have really been that difficult? I have to say, it didn't seem that difficult. Maybe I'm missing something, but like... Same. It didn't s seem that hard. Because Norris, I'm pretty sure that in uh, Olivia's confessional, she says Norris killed it. She did the puzzle in six minutes. So here's my thing. She's doing it in six minutes, right? Six minutes is a, like in real time. Six minutes is a long time, right? Yeah. But for her to do the, the other two puzzles while the two of them, meaning Olivia and James, are still there working on the same puzzle. I don't know how much time that took for Norris to do the rest of it. But wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, further to the point, if you're Berna, you should have been trying to bring Olivia and James with you to the final. Yeah, 100%. It's just insane. It's it's all insane to me. I, the slide puzzle could not have been that difficult. It just no, can't. I refuse to believe that it's that difficult. They've had they've had harder puzzles for sure on this season. Um so I, I I'm going to be we we know that the next couple episodes are the final. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I know this. I know you well enough. We both want Norris to win. Correct. Just as much, I want Jay to lose. Correct. Like Jay winning is the worst case scenario for me. Correct. Everyone else, I don't think deserves to win. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not saying this, you know, sometimes you see in like hold on, challenge. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Repeat that again for me. Everyone else. I don't think they particularly deserve to win. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you said that you think everyone else deserves to win. No. Because I was going to no. say, Colleen hasn't done anything this season. And so, she's just there. So of the final eight, only Norris has been in an elimination this season. And I'm not saying that to win a championship you need to have survived an elimination. Like, I don't think I'm not a big believer in you have to earn your stripes. Mm -hmm. But aside from Norris and Jay, the other six have just been along for the ride. Like they have not played particularly well. They have just, they just did Jay and Michelle's bidding mm -hmm. at the cost of their own game. And it only worked out for them because Michelle fell off of a barrel. So I feel like Corey might have been in a didn't Corey or Emmanuel go into an elimination at some point? No. No? I'm confused. But either way, your point remains that Jay can't win. He just can't. I refuse to believe that Jay will win. But also on top of this, I feel like if you're Norris, you have a target on your back because we know how these finals go, right? There's decisions that end up getting made in which, you know, a contestant has to choose a contestant to do something bad or like give them a penalty or something. Right. And I feel like Norris is just primed to be picked on by the other people in said elimination. But I also want to know and pose this question to you, but also to the listeners, if you're not rooting for Norris, who would you be rooting for in said final?
I don't know. I, I honestly like, aside from Norris, I don't like any of them. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, Norris, her win, I guess we started with the Norris line of the episode and ending with the Norris line of the episode where she just says, I'm that bitch. <laughs> I guess Mar- Mariah is the one I like most. Yeah. Behind Norris. Yep. I did. We didn't talk about this, but I did like they come back or they come back. Norris comes back mm-hmm. and only Corey greets Norris. Yeah. Uh, I should say only comes out of the house. And then Mariah goes, is it only you? <laughs> and Norris happily goes, yup. <laughs> <laughs> and gives Mariah a half hug and then like yeah. skips into the house. Yeah. Cold blooded. And, and then, then a man well has the audacity to get mad at her saying that I think she was a little, a little too happy. I'm like, hold on. I completely disagree. I think she should have come in and done the whole, remember the Dave Chappelle skit where he quits his job? Cause he, was it the, did he win the lottery? Did he win the lottery or did he marry Oprah? I don't remember which one it was or did he have Oprah's baby? But remember he quits his job and he's like, I quit. And he just comes in. He's like kicking over garbage yeah. cans and like throwing people's papers. That's how Nari should have entered the house. Just to be like, I'm back and just start kicking shit all over the place. Talking mega smack to everyone in the house because they all were trying to get her out and they couldn't do it. And now she's in the final. I thought that she was rather cordial upon her return. Yeah, I thought I thought she was and she even like doubled back to be like, I am sorry, like I had no choice. Yeah. yeah. But like I th- I think what we're seeing, especially at this stage of the game in the house, is people trying to cr- control Narisa's reactions. Mm-hmm. Cause they know that they've done her dirty. And when she actually is true to herself like when she's happy that she just eliminated two people who'd been against her for weeks yeah when she's happy it shames their own behavior yeah right that's what we're seeing here um where can people find you on social media you can find me on the app formerly known as twitter at shell alexander and on instagram at Sheldon Alexander and a heads up for the peoples. Thank you for liking and subscribing to the pod. Just know that we will do one episode for the final one episode yes. for the final. So That's right. when the final airs, we will do the pod wrapping everything up after the second episode of the final. And like, I just want to give a shout out to us for catching up. We did it. Sheldon three episodes in a week we did it we're here man we're here here. shout out to the nba all-star break for making this happen um you can find me on twitter and instagram and threads at j chidley hill and you can find me also on letterboxd and on goodreads which is just just my name just my government name Uh, Until next week, which, as Sheldon said, we will cover both episodes of the final. This was You Killed It. You killed it.